episode number 101. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So last week was so much fun. On the night of the airing of last week's episode number 100, a very good friend of mine, who happens to also be my coach, threw me a small surprise party on the occasion of reaching 100 episodes. She asked if I could come to her house a few days earlier because she wanted to do a three-way online conversation with a mutual friend. And I had agreed, although at the time, I hadn't thought of why I wouldn't be able to be on that conversation from my house, because it was online. I just wasn't thinking. Anyway, I show up to her house with my husband, by the way, because just a few minutes before leaving from my friend's house, he said, aren't we going over to Netta's house? And still, very, very slow me (laughs) had no clue why my husband would be joining me on this three-way conversation with my friends. I honestly, honestly, honestly didn't get it. And to prove how much I was totally not suspicious about them throwing me a surprise party, I was dressed in schlumpy clothing I had just gotten back from teaching a yoga class. My hair wasn't brushed. I had no makeup on. I just showed up to my friend's house thinking I was going to be on this Zoom call for 15 minutes and then go back home. Nope. It was a surprise celebration. A whole bunch of my local friends were waiting for me at Netta's house so they could toast 100 episodes with me together. You could say I was in a state of shock. I mean, I really was. I was crying from gratitude and I I was just in shock. I posted pictures of this event on my Facebook page, Shira Gura, The Stuck Method, which you can go over and look at. I received flowers and a package of incense. My friends know me so well. And a gorgeous piece of artwork from my very talented friend, Hadas. And we raised our glasses for a toast My friends in the room reminisced with me, not from the beginning of the podcast, actually, but from even before I wrote the book. One of my friends reminded me when I first started leading Getting Unstuck groups like five years ago and how I was just testing out the waters with them. And another friend said, I just don't know how you do it. First, you had the blog, then the book, then the podcast, then the consideration cards. How do you do it? And then there was space left for me to answer. And honestly, I felt like I was standing on the stage of a Grammy Awards needing to offer an acceptance speech. I was so verklempt, I had to gather myself together in order to speak somewhat coherently. I can't remember exactly what I said, but I do remember one important message. And I'm going to share that with you next week as it ties in really nicely with the story that I'd like to share for next week. So if you want to know how I accomplished all of this and how I was able to achieve success, 
then please tune in to next week's episode as well. For those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so glad you are here. Please don't forget to hit subscribe on whatever podcast app you are tuning in from so that you don't miss a single episode. I also want to let you know that for the entire 2019 year, I am giving one deck of consideration cards away every single month to a lucky listener. If you would like a deck of consideration cards delivered to your doorstep, all you need to do is leave me an iTunes review. It's super easy to do, and I spelled it out for you actually in clear directions on my website in case you are unfamiliar with how to do this. You can find those directions at shiragura.com forward slash iTunes. And on the last Tuesday of every month, I announce the lucky winner. Finally, I just want to say a quick thank you to those of you who sent emails or comments on Facebook, sending me well wishes for reaching 100 episodes. I loved hearing from each of you and receiving your loving support. I happen to have received one voice message that was sent to me via email, which I would like to play for you right now. Hi, Shira. I just listened to your 98th episode of your podcast, and you mentioned writing a note of appreciation. Since I always get to hear your voice on the podcast, I thought it would be more fun to send you a recorded message of appreciation. I've listened to your podcast since the very first episode, and I never tire of hearing you walk through how you get unstuck. Sometimes the things you're stuck on seem like really big hurdles, and I learn from you how to navigate those hard parts of life. And I get to hear that I'm not the only one who struggles with that. Of course I know I'm not, but there's nothing like hearing that you're not alone in a struggle. And I have to admit that sometimes when I hear your stories, I think you were stuck on the silliest things and wonder how they could have ever bothered you, even the littlest bit. I learn a lot from those stories too. Actually, maybe even more than the others, because it's these stories that really shed the light on the fact that some of my own stuck stories might be pretty ridiculous too, if I weren't emotionally attached to them. That makes it easier for me to step back a little bit from my own stuck spots. In the past couple of years, I've read your book, listened to your podcast every week, and now I use your consideration cards. I'm so excited for you that you're reaching this milestone of 100 podcast episodes, and I can't wait to hear what the next ones bring. Whether it's something new or more of the same, thank you so much for sharing yourself so honestly and generously all these weeks. Thank you so much, Esther. Your email was such a nice surprise. I actually really love hearing people's voices as they express their feelings about this podcast. I appreciate your words, Esther, and even your honesty with you're not sure why I get stuck on some of the things I do. It's okay. I didn't get stuck on your words. <laughs> Don't worry. In all honesty, we all get stuck in different areas of our lives. I think it's important to stay curious about how and where others get stuck. Each of us are living our own lives with our own stories, our own histories, our own backgrounds. And while my story may seem like, you know, what a waste of time to get stuck on that, I do believe that what all of these stories have in common is the ability to inspire you to start taking a good look at your own life and seeing where you can get unstuck 
in yours. So Esther, thank you. And I am warning you now, you may not get why I got stuck on the story I'm about to share. I would actually love to hear from you if you do, just for fun. Please email me and let me know. So without further ado, here is the story for this week. So today is election day in Israel. This is a pretty big day here, just as election day is important in any country. Living in a democracy, and the only democracy in the Middle East, people across the land of Israel have an opportunity to vote for their new prime minister. Although, technically speaking, we don't actually vote directly for the prime minister, as I used to do in the United States, when voting for the next president. Here, you actually vote for a party, not for a person, after which a coalition is built. There's about 15 parties or so running to be a part of this new coalition. This is, I have to say, very different than voting Democrat or Republican, where your choice is basically, you know, one of those two. Here, it's much more complicated. So I'm not going to get into how Israel's government works, mostly because while I learned about this years ago, I don't really feel so knowledgeable to be sharing it here on this podcast. And to be honest, I hate politics. I am just not a political person, and I am just not interested in politics. I don't follow the people running. I don't attend demonstrations. I don't get involved in heated political discussions. It's just not my thing. Just like some people wouldn't want to go into silence for an entire month, it's just not their thing. So politics, it's just not mine. And you may feel that being like this is very irresponsible of me. And you know what? There may be some truth to that. And that's okay. If you were to say that to my face, I'd probably say, yeah, right, I accept that. And who knows, maybe things will change over time. Maybe I'll start to take more of an interest in Israeli politics one day. But for now, I really just don't, and I'm fine with it. My husband, on the other hand, lives and breathes Israeli politics. In fact, he lives and breathes world politics. He reads the newspaper from cover to cover. He watches political debates on TV. He reads the online version of newspapers on a regular basis. He likes to engage in political discussions. He knows all of the players. He knows their experiences, their strengths, their weaknesses. He knows all about the different issues that are being discussed. He knows where the leaders live. He probably knows all about their family life for all I know. This is just his thing, politics. And I also have to add, he's very, very smart. Now, I'm sure, and I mean, I feel pretty confident that one of the things my husband doesn't like about our relationship is that we don't discuss politics. I mean, you know, I guess he could bring it up, but it would be like a one-way conversation, not the kind of conversation he likes to engage in. And I think, or at least I would have thought over time, that, you know, he would just accept that. Like, that's just who I am. Maybe he has. I don't know. 
But here's the story. So I was having a nice morning, as I do each morning, and I came into the kitchen before my kids were about to leave for school, and one of my kids was sitting at the bar with my husband. Now, I'll be honest that I can't quite remember where my husband's first remark came from. Like, did I say something to my kid that there's no school on Tuesday because of elections? Was it something else? I can't remember. But what I do recall is my husband's snide remark, which was, do you even care about the elections? Now, he said it in a way, at least the way that I perceived it, which was derogatory, obnoxious, disrespectful. And I'm like, what did I do to deserve that, aside from not being a political person? But I didn't get stuck on it only because I immediately took myself through the stuck method. I took a quick stop, and within nanoseconds, I considered I can just ignore his comment. I considered not all of his comments are in need of answers. I considered he was really talking to himself, not to me. So I did, and everything was fine. Until a few seconds later, he said, do you even know who you're going to vote for? And I answered, because I had made up my decision based on the little bit of research that I did. There was one person running who really inspires me and to me seems like a good person and I decided that I'm going to vote for him. So I said the person's name. And my husband responded, do you know the name of the party he is running on? And I forgot. <laughs> I had to think quick. I knew, I mean, I heard it many times. I even read about it, but I, I forgot. And I made up some sort of stupid answer because I just wanted to answer something. And I said, um, it's something like, you know, I don't even know what I said. I rattled off something, which obviously was wrong. But my 10-year-old sitting right next to me had my back. He said, it's blah, blah, blah. And my husband, I think in a state of disbelief and shock, looked at me and said, what would you have done without Avichai? That's my son who was sitting next to me, who had my back. Now, at that moment, I got stuck. While I let the first one slide, this was like bordering on disrespect. And I was like, why do I deserve this first thing in the morning? Or why do I deserve this at all? And I said something like, do you need to be disrespectful to me? And he responded, disrespectful? What are you talking about? And I said to him, look, let's say the person that you respect most in this world, whoever that person is, he's sitting in my seat. Maybe he's a political person. Maybe it's your parent. It doesn't matter. My point is, would you have said that to them? Now, my question was kind of moot because most likely anyone he would have placed in my seat probably wouldn't have had an issue knowing the name of the party he was going to vote for. So I think that's why he had a hard time answering. He just looked at me. Why do you get so upset? I wasn't even being rude. Oh, no, I said. Is that what you call respect? It wasn't called respect. It wasn't called disrespect. It was just nothing. It was just words. Words. Yeah, well, doesn't he realize that words can hurt? Doesn't he realize that words can damage? 
Doesn't he realize that words can kill? Well, apparently not. I asked him to stop defending himself and to take a stop for a moment and just consider if there may be the tiniest amount of truth in what I am trying to share with him. And he got offended that I asked him not to speak. Why do you have the power to speak and I don't? Oh, man, this was not going the way I had hoped. I wanted him to see my side. I wanted him to consider his words. But he wasn't interested in being coached. He didn't ask for that. I left the house to walk my kids up to the bus stop, and then I immediately went for a jog. And it was during my jog that I got myself unstuck using the stuck method. S. I took a stop even before I started out on the jog. T. I told myself I was stuck on disrespected and hurt and anger and resentment and even worry. U. I uncovered my beliefs and investigated each one of them. I think my husband thinks he's God. (laughs) Okay, that was the first belief that came to my mind. Now, is that true? No, I do think he thinks he's pretty awesome, but I don't think he thinks he's God. I believe my husband was being rude. Is that true? Well, I don't know that for sure. I mean, yes, that was my perception, but I don't know if that was his motive or if that's how he would say he was being. In fact, he said that's not how he was being. Him being rude or believing that he was being rude is my choice in how I want to believe how he was being. I get to believe that or not. I believe my husband will never own up to what he said or how he made me feel. I don't know about that. He may surprise me. He may not. I believe my husband looks down on anyone who can't have an intelligent conversation about politics. Um, I don't know if that's for sure, although I pretty much do believe that, yeah. (laughs) I believe my husband is resentful that I'm not one of those people. Is that 100% true? I, I do think it does bother him, yes. I believe I don't deserve such disrespect. And yes, I agree to that. I don't think I should be disrespected, and especially not in front of my kids. I believe my husband should keep his snide remarks to himself. Yes, that's true, but if I'm being honest, I'd have to say the same thing about me, and of course, I'm not a saint. I believe my husband is never going to change. I don't know that for sure, but what I can say is that I have seen changes in him since we've started being together many years ago, and anything is possible. I believe my husband is being a terrible role model. Yes, I do believe that's true, but at the same time, I'm also not the most perfect role model. I believe my son is going to learn bad behavior from my husband. Is that 100% true? I don't know that for sure. So at this point, I have at least one of my beliefs isn't 100% correct. So I can go on to the next step, C, for consider. The first thing I considered was my response. I could have 
considered many different alternative responses other than getting upset and trying to convince my husband that he was wrong. Just like I didn't respond to his first comment, I could have considered ignoring or not responding to his second comment. If and when I choose to speak, that's my choice and no one else's. I could have considered responding honestly. What would I have done without my son? I mean, really, what a stupid question. Well, I guess I could have asked someone at the polling station if I got stumped there. I could have opened my phone and found the answer within seconds. There's so many things I could have done, and I could have told him, honestly, this is what I would do. I considered I could have answered in humor. What would I have done without my son? I don't know. Maybe I would have fallen off the earth. Avichai, thank you so much for saving me. You are amazing. I'm sure my son would have loved that. I can totally see his great smile already now. Would my husband have liked that? I don't know, but I don't think he would have gotten stuck on it. I considered that while I do believe my husband's remarks were disrespectful and rude and obnoxious and out of line, I also considered the way I responded as an opportunity for my son to see how someone can handle a difficult situation like this when someone's being disrespectful and rude and obnoxious and out of line. Probably this is something my son experiences a lot at school. Kids are like this all the time. How does he deal with this? Does he get upset like I do? Maybe he could have learned from me if I would have role modeled this a little bit better how to ignore or move on or make humor from such an off-putting remark. Finally, I considered it's just a circumstance. My husband's remarks to me were words. They were an event that happened. It was something that just happened in time. And something I teach in my Certified Stuck training program for therapists, healers, and coaches is that Events that happen, they don't have a charge on them. They only get charged, whether positive or negative, when we add our own thoughts to them and we create meaning out of them. So while I'm trying to convince you, my dear listener, that my husband's remarks were rude and obnoxious and everything else I already said, the truth of the matter is they were just words. And it was the meaning that I put on them that caused his words to be charged. Someone else from the outside, or even my son for that matter, may not have put any meaning to the words my husband said. In fact, my husband was trying to convince me he had no meaning behind his words. So I can consider that. I can consider that my husband had no ill intent. Remember, considerations are things in the realm of possibility. They aren't necessarily things you need to take on. I'm not sure I'm willing to take that one on just yet, but I definitely am ready to consider my alternative responses. I had a couple of good ones, and I think since I experienced my husband as sometimes saying things that I perceive as hurtful, then it's worth it for me to consider choosing other beneficial responses that would not only benefit me, but they would also benefit him, 
they would benefit the situation, and they would benefit everyone around us. And I feel good with that. It's going to take some practice, as this work definitely is, but I'm willing to do the work to try to make that happen. When I came back from my jog and sat down to take off my running shoes, I told myself, Kay, it's okay, Shira, that you got stuck on all those difficult emotions. It happens. And now you have a plan moving forward. Now, would it be nice if my husband were to send me a text message apologizing for his behavior earlier today? Yes. (laughs) Will I anticipate that? Absolutely not. I have zero expectations of him owning up to his words. And that's a good thing because I don't want to think that I have power over him or over anyone else in this world for that matter. The only person I have power over is myself. And that's where I put my focus on each and every day if I want to try to do my part in making this world a better place. Okay, my dear friends, that's what I have today. Remember, if you would like to receive a free deck of consideration cards, please do leave me an iTunes review. And you know what? Even if you don't want a free deck of cards, or maybe you already have your deck of cards, but you'd like to express your gratitude for this weekly show, please do consider leaving a review for me. I would be so grateful to receive it. Wishing you a great rest of your day. And as always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.shiragura.com.